welcome to another edition of English Makes No Sense, the podcast where we have fun with the English language one lesson at a time. My name is S.L. Rockfish, and today we're going to take a look at some more American sayings. Are you ready? Let's begin. The first saying is, put up your dukes. You may have heard the song, put up your dukes and let's get down to it. Put up your dukes is a saying that is used when people are telling someone to get ready to fight. For example, you better put up your dukes if you're going to keep talking about me. You better get ready to fight if you're going to keep talking about me. Got it? How about table and item? Table and item? What does that mean? I know what a table is and I know what an item is. But table and item is a saying that is used when someone says they want to table an item. They mean they want to put the issue or problem aside and consider it later. They want to come back to it at a different time. They do not want to address it right now. For example, I understand that people forgetting to recycle is important, but we are going to have to table the discussion until next week. That means we're not going to talk about it anymore. Not right now, not at this meeting. We'll talk about it next week. We will put it off until next week. Okay, our next saying is something that you hear a lot on movies and on television, especially American television. And the saying is, I plead the fifth. When someone pleads the fifth, they are invoking the Fifth Amendment, which means they cannot incriminate themselves. They can't testify against themselves. Your Honor, I plead the fifth. Your Honor, my client pleads the fifth. Which means it's used when you want to say that you would rather not admit your guilt or pardon something. For example, when my boss asked me if I knew who made the mistake on the account, I told him I plead the fifth. I didn't want to tell him anything. I didn't want to admit my guilt. I plead the fifth. Whew, now we go from law and order dum, dum, to the nosebleed section. This term is given to the highest, cheapest seats in an arena or stadium. Highest, not in price, but highest or furthest away from the action. For example, we couldn't see everything during the game because we were in the nosebleed section, but we still had a great time. We were so far up and away, we were in the nosebleed section. Why is it called nosebleed section? Because sometimes people get a nosebleed when they're really high up in the air or changing altitudes. So it's caused, called the nosebleed section. And then we have to go Dutch. To go Dutch? What does that mean? To go Dutch means to split the bill or pay for what you ate and drank and everyone else does the same. You split the bill you pay for you, I pay for me. Hey, you want to go to lunch? We can go Dutch. We can split the bill. We'll pay for our own stuff. We'll go Dutch. Why do we say go Dutch? I don't know. It goes all the way back to Baltimore in like 1837. 
a tavern put it out as um as their advertisement and they used the saying to go dutch now i could give you a quick little practice here we go when you are in the cheap seats you are in the is it a table and item or b nosebleed section did you say nosebleed section Excellent. When you are in the cheap seats, you are in the nosebleed section. When you don't want to incriminate yourself, you plead the fifth or put up your dukes. Did you say plead the fifth? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. You are correct. If you are going to split the bill or pay only for what you consumed, you are going to go go Dutch or go table an item. Did you say go Dutch? Excellent. And when you want to put aside an issue or discussion until la later, you A, put up your dukes, or B, table an item. Yes, table an item. Way to go. Excellent job. Now, let me give you a little verse, as per usual, to bring it home. I thought when my boss asked me to lunch that he was going to pay for it. Boy, was I wrong. I found out when the bill came that we were going Dutch. I had to control my temper. I wanted to tell him to put up his dukes the, and the winner would pay. But of course, I didn't. Next, he asked me if I wanted to go to a concert with him. He told me he had an extra ticket. When we got to the concert, our seats were in the nosebleed section. It was fun, but we were very far from the stage. When he asked what I thought of the experience, I wanted to plead the fifth, but I told him it was great. When we were back at the office the next day, my coworkers asked how the concert was. I told them I was going to the table the item until another day. My boss might hear my comments. What? Come on, English. Should we translate? Here we go. I'll be quick, because this was a long one. I thought when my boss asked me to go to lunch that he was going to pay for it. Boy, was I wrong. I found out when the bill came that we were going to go Dutch. We were going to split the bill. I had to control my temper. I wanted to tell him to put up his dukes. I wanted to tell him let's fight and the winner would pay the bill. But of course I didn't. Next time he asked me if I wanted to go to concert with him. He told me he had an extra ticket. When we got to the concert, our seats were in the nosebleed section. They were cheap and high and far away from the stage. It was fun, but we were very far from the stage. When he asked what I thought of the experience, I wanted to plead the fifth, but I told him it was great. I didn't want to incriminate myself. When we were back at the offices the next day, my coworkers asked how the concert was. I told them I was going to table the item until another day. My boss might hear my comments. I told them I was going to put it off until another day. Got it? Phew! Why does English or American English have so many fun sayings like this? I don't know, but next time you're going to get five more to wrap it up. 
Have a great day, my friends. Peace.